1: It is! <laughs> anyway, hi. Welcome to Zed Games. I'm Mailey. I'm Paul. And tonight, we're going to talk about video games. Oh,
0: I'm, I like those. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of those.
1: <laughs> but not dodgeball games.
0: No, not, not yet, no.
1: We have reviews and news discussions and music, but...
0: You get into a real groove where you're like, it's like you talk with your hands. Yeah, like, you can, yeah. yeah.
1: I, can, I wish I could portray it to people, but I am emoting, <laughs> expressive <laughs> all over the studio. I think it's, I think it's news time.
2: Yeah, let, let's start with some news. It's Kick for this the off. Best. Yeah. This week in gaming news. Ireland teams up with Assassin's Creed for gaming tourism. Historically, games have relied on the experience of seeing real-life locations simulated in-games to revoke response in-gamers, yet Tourism Ireland is seeking to reverse this in a post-pandemic world to create gaming tourism. This week, Tourism Ireland has teamed up with Ubisoft creating a showcase of in-game Irish locations and their real-life locations from the latest DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids. Tourism Ireland has also collaborated with several influencers on Twitch with followers in key tourism markets including Great Britain, Germany, France, Spain and Nordic countries, all with the aim to inspire gamers to come and explore the locations in the real world. Facebook looking to inject advertisement into paid Oculus content. Earlier this week, Facebook announced the integration of paid advertisements into Oculus VR games. This initially was introduced by Facebook to explore new ways for developers to generate revenue, and hints that the advertisements would be used to assist in subsidizing VR products to be more accessible at consumer friendly prices. The Verge also reports that Facebook is searching for new ways to implement these unobtrusive ads and new ad formats, all which are personalized through the user's Facebook profile and Oculus store history. Blastion, the first of the games to publicly have the advertisements implemented have already announced that they will be backing out of the trial. Tommy Palm, Resolution Games CEO announced, some good points have been made and we realize that Blastian isn't the best fit for this type of advertising test. Xbox Design Lab is back, but not for Aussies. With the re-release of the Xbox Design Lab, gamers in the US, Canada and most Western European countries can finally customise their controllers. While this does not include the Xbox Elite controller, it does offer 18 different colour options for most parts of the controller, with preset options for the menu and A, B, X, Y buttons, and the option for 16 character engraving, all on the newly designed Xbox Series X slash X controllers, but be careful with your choices. Due to the customizations, refunds are currently unavailable if we could get them in Australia anyway. Some quick game bites. GTA Online for PS3 and Xbox 360 will be shut down on the 16th of December this year. In the lead up to the shutdown, purchases of in-game currency for these systems will no longer be available. However, the next-gen console release has been announced for later this year. And Overwatch now has cross-play support. Now, you can go head-to-head with your friends on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch and PC in quick play, arcade and custom matches. However, due to the unfair advantage PC players have with a mouse and keyboard, PC players will only be matched with other PC players in competitive ranked matches. And now for some game releases. On the 25th of June, Mario Golf Super Rush is coming to Switch, Super Squad, a team-based online multiplayer top down 'em up is coming to PC, and Bandai Namco's RPG Scarlet Nexus is coming to every Everything but the Switch Coming out on the 29th of June is Curved Space an arcade twin-stick shooter also on Everything but the Switch On the 20th of June the visually unique puzzle platformer A Tale of Synapse The Chaos Theories comes to PC and the Switch and finally Doki Doki Literature Club Plus comes to PC Xbox 4 and 5 Xbox One and X and the Switch And that's all this week in gaming news
1: Heck Yeah
2: that was some news. That
1: was some news. I was I very excited because
0: Toby, I believe, invented a word during that.
1: Yes. It's very
0: good. It was you're, you're Western.
1: you Western. You're,
0: it's a, it's a Western Europe. I like um, it. And I, yeah, I'm down for your West oh, It's you're actually Western. quite hard to say now. Would that say. be
1: spelled E-U-R-O-W? Like you Western?
0: Oh, I was thinking EU and then just Western. Oh,
1: you, oh yeah.
0: You're Western. You're Western. Oh, I guess it might be you. You might need the R in there. Here you are. Anyway, no, I, I enjoyed it very much. sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um, I was. I was. The Facebook um, ads in um, Oculus was been interesting because there's been so much politics around the Oculus and Facebook's um, saying they do things and then doing them anyway stuff. But uh, it was quite nice to see the community just said no and devs backed out. I mean, for free to play, it'll be fair enough. But paid apps, I mean, yeah. that's the argument we've been having with people wanting to make money for ages. Like all your I think like all, all your high end sports games all have like built in advertising and everything now. It's just more realistic. I'm like, okay, I, I guess um I'm not going to play them anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not for Paul. There's a
1: line where realism isn't for the sake of realism. Yeah, it's I don't,
0: just I don't really need it. Selling I don't us need stuff. to buy it. Yeah. What's wrong with fake ads? To be that's fair, also good.
1: I probably wasn't going to play the sports games anyway.
0: No. No, that's that's often where I lie. That's mm. what whenever I have someone that's uh complaining to me about um, how sort of AAA is including all these functions, all these microtransactions they don't want, and things like that. I'm like you know, I often do like a top two hundred games of the year, and almost none <laughs> of them have those things. You could play a different game, but I want to play that I one.
1: Need, I need the shiny, popular <laughs> online multiplayer game.
0: Yeah, I need
1: my dodgeball. It
0: it is actually true. If you want big multiplayer games, you are often stuck in those um those those mm. um, sort of markets and everything. But anyway, yeah, and I've always been jealous of the I'll be able to make the custom Xbox controllers. Yeah. yeah, I'm not one for aesthetics normally. I'm like I I, I literally break LEDs off my equipment. I don't like <laughs> glowing stuff and everything. Like nah, gamer aesthetic not for Paul. But I'm not like, for Paul. Mm, but I could do like a
1: what is your aesthetic?
0: Uh, b- black. Uh, well it nice. used to be beige, but you can't do beige anymore. Nice. No, I don't I don't want to focus on my Is equipment. Is that
1: like a sophisticated black or like an emo black?
0: Oh, um Are you a businessman or a, emo teenager? Uh, more, more middle. I was definitely an emo <laughs> teenager. Let's uh hey my group back in high school, back in the old old days in the before time, mm. uh we were literally called the cult. But just because we were poop. Who poops, called you that? Uh, everyone else in the school, oh. apparently. It was still a nice school. Nice. Oh, yeah. oh, they, oh, there were great rumours about us having, like, blood orgies in the, in the forest. Is
1: there any truth to these rumours? Definitely
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> we were not that interesting. We were a bunch of nerds and Dang. art people. <laughs>
1: Dang. Uh, welcome to Zed Games. Back to Zed Games. I'm Maylee. I'm here with Paul. Pleased to be here. Yeah. We're going to talk about Root.
0: We are. So, Root is a board game Uh, and it's got a name that you can make one kind of lame joke about once and then you'll forget about it because it's not there's no real good jokes um so root is a game of woodland might and right uh this is an asymmetrical board game which means each player plays a totally different sort of team you might call it Mm -hmm. it does vary uh there are four teams uh the marquis de cat the Irie Dynasty, the Woodland Alliance, and the Vagabond. And the point of this game is for one of these to reach 30 points. There are some things you can do to change end conditions, but that's basically what you're doing. What makes it so interesting and so difficult to learn in many ways is that each of these sides is quite different. The Marquis de Cat, they are the most simple. You have uh, three... Moves to make each other. You can move characters. You can recruit. You can build, and you can fight. I think that pretty much covers it. With a few other things that we don't need to we don't need to go into the nitty gritty of <laughs> it. Um, we'll be here all night if we do. We can. The second is quite similar, but with a str- big difference. Uh, so the ari dynasties—they are hawks, and uh, they are a political alliance. Uh, so you have a leader. And that leader will be, say, someone that demands you fight. And at the beginning of each turn, you have to lay down some new rules, some new laws. And you must do those things. So you might have to move from a certain kind of clearing. You might have to fight in a certain time of clearing. Um, so every time you you add another law, then your next move becomes more complex. You can do more and more moves, but if you fail to do it, your government falls apart and you lose a bunch of points and you have to start start with some new rules with a different leader. Then we get to the Woodland Alliance. <laughs> woodland Alliance. Uh, they fuel themselves on sympathy. They are protesters. Yeah. And you place them in different clearings on this in this Woodland uh, and you gain power by putting yourself where other players want to go and then causing outrage <laughs> by interfering with you. Uh, and then you get to the Vagabond. My favourite. Which is a single-player adventure game that you play (laughs) on this board with everyone else. The Vagabond moves around uh, and does quests and interacts and gets items that allow him to do different skills (laughs) and moves across the board in a totally different way than any others do. So uh, the game has quite good basic tutorials to teach you how to do each of these roles, the problem being, and it is only a problem in that it takes a while to learn. Until you have played and played against each of these roles, you might know what you're trying to do, but how to counter what they're trying to do, or even understanding what they're trying to do, is quite difficult. Mm -hmm. Then, I'm not going to go too deep into this, then the lovely people. So this game was uh, designed by Cole Worrell, and published by Leader Games. Uh, And they have released expansions. (laughs) So this is a two to four player game, but now it's also a one to six player game. Uh, The first expansion is the Riverfolk expansion, adding two more factions, (laughs) the lizard cult, which have to basically convince other tokens to become part of their cult. And uh, it's quite, quite wild. And then the other one is a merchant class, which has to set up services and sell things to all the other players. Uh, then they added a Clockwork for that Expansion, which makes a bunch of rules to automate some of the classes so that you can play one player or you can fill out roles that aren't done. And now they've also added the Underworld Expansion that adds two more classes, some moles, and I can't remember what the other one is because <laughs> I haven't tried them yet because, by lord, it is such an interesting game as you learn it. And I've been playing this game almost every day for about two months now. Because I have never played this game as a board game, I play this game digitally. you like a uh,
1: crazy person.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> because I'm a middle-aged man uh, and all my middle-aged friends with families and such, it's quite difficult to sit down and play a board game. We got this digitally. And some of us got it on Android. I did. Some of us got it on iOS. And some of us got it on Steam. Mm. And they all work together. And so we have a game that you have your turn. It just sends a notification to the next person. And they have their turn, and it takes us about four or five days to get through a match.
1: Oh. Yeah. I didn't realise it was... I thought it would be played, I don't know, sort of like a Civ games time that you would go in there and...
0: No, you can play it like that. So you can set either oh. a five-minute timer for the next person or a three-day timer for the next person. That's,
1: that'd be a really fun way. To, I've played the board mm. game, so I've not played...
0: Digitally. The long yeah. version
1: or digitally, but... That'd be really fun.
0: It means just we just—it's always in the back of mind. Normally, we make our turns sort of like at night when we're home and doing other things. Um, it's been really interesting. I'd
1: have more time um, to like think it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, if you're waiting for your next turn because you've planted and you're really wanting to execute on a plan, you might be waiting a couple of days, which can be frustrating, a little frustrating. Yeah. But you could also set up a game with someone that wants to play more directly and set up a five minute timer instead of a three day timer it's so unfortunately they don't let you change those because we'd like a one day timer because sometimes someone forgets and we would just yeah. rather them have their turn automatically taken or whatever and let us continue um but yeah it's a super it's it's not ultra complex because as you know some board games can become like you need a day to learn how to do the yes. basic functions and then you need three good days to play it so this is still a game that if you're playing in real time in a, you know an hour to two hours maybe um that's if you're having good rants at each other if you were all just serious <laughs> about playing the game you could probably get through it in 20 minutes honestly um but its complexity comes from learning all of these factions how they interact what you can do because there aren't that many pieces on the board it's not like it's an unreadable mess it's just that those pieces mean different things to different players um and that's been great i've had a wonderful time i've played every, er, all the four base roles
1: what's your favorite
0: uh, I like the Arya Dynasty, the Hawks, because mm. I like for setting up a really complex set of rules that I have to then adhere to. Um, I've got <laughs> pretty far in there. I, I, and it's one of those things. Um, I don't know, Did you know, so one of the things you do is you build sort of bases with the Hawks. Mm. Um, and the more you have, the more points you get each round. Did you know you can run out?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah, there's a limit. Oh.
0: I don't think most people hit it. <laughs> so you can't take every single space on the board, which I almost did, and then I couldn't, so I, my, um, my political uh, group fell apart. Um, Good. But I still won. Oh. Because yeah. I'm hardcore. No, I lose <laughs> most of the time. Ironical. <laughs> but, yeah, it's also interesting, the digital verse, because um, the games in Australia, it's about $80, isn't it? Something around, around that. Around that, yeah. Yeah, it matters where you're getting it from. So when you're buying it digitally, the game's $15. But... Everyone has to buy it. So if you're going to play with the same people, it's sort of cheaper for everyone's buy-in, and you all get, and then you can play with other people and you play single-player or anything. But everyone has to buy it. And then with the expansions... It's more... Actually, everyone doesn't have to buy it. Oh! Only the people that want to play those other classes have to buy it. Oh, that's so good. They can, they can go and play the Lizard Cult, but if you haven't bought it... You, they still include the tutorials, so you can try them out. But only the people... So... It could be. So you can play against the them. Yeah. So as far as money goes and everything, it's a, it's an interesting side. It doesn't really say, cost any less, but it can cost less per person, what we're doing and everything. Yeah. Um, and the digital version doesn't have the latest, latest um, expansion yet. It just has uh, the Clockwork expansion and the original Riverfolk expansion with the lizards and the otters, mm. which are pretty cute. And, oh, it's so cute. The cards, the, like all the art and it's beautiful, and the in the game version, they're all 3D modeled and they've got little animations and they, the main screen has them playing a little hoedown and <laughs> some instruments and it's yeah, very well, charming.
1: The board game has cute little wooden guys yeah, and
0: yeah
1: have no details on them, but they're cute wood things.
0: Oh, but people have made detailed ones yeah and they look very nice, and because of my small obsession with the game. Kinda of tempted <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ever you've played it physically, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So how how's your experience physically been with it?
1: Um, it's really good. It's I've played it with a few people who aren't into you know super complex mm. board games, and I've found that they haven't struggled with it. It's mm. been easy for people to get into. Um, so I've started trying to play it with people. Who, to try and get them to play more board games with yeah. me, to be like, because it's it's really fun and it is complex, but it's not super complex to get the basic hang of.
0: Yeah, the actual to roles. Start, then, you so just need yeah. to know what you do. Yeah, what your role? What are you trying to? achieve? You can just play it, just trying to try achieve what you want to achieve. Especially, you got a little card that tells you all the things you can do. If, and it's not that many if options. If you play the
1: vagabond, that was who oh, I played yeah. the first time I played it. Play the vagabond. Everyone was having a war. I just walked off through the woods, <laughs> did my quests, picked up my magic boots, and then when they were about to win, I walked into the middle and burnt down all the clearings around me. Good. I didn't win, good.
0: but I caused I, the chaos. The, the, actually, the one thing I didn't mention about the mm-hmm. first expansion is that it adds three more types of Vagabond.
1: Ah, yes, good.
0: <laughs> so there's so much good. Vagabondage. Oh, that's, a, that's a not a term. <laughs> um... <laughs> um yeah uh there's a few things that i think don't work in the digital version we were discussing beforehand mm. that uh the the merchant class you probably need to be at a sprook and like hey how about you do this and then you'll be a because uh, it's very hard to play digitally when you're not talking to each other but other than that it all works well yeah um yeah it's a while wa- it's it's a little phenomenon. It's like it's really blown up around the place. I heard about it and we had to get in.
1: If you're looking for a, a, a board game or a digital board game, no, you um
0: avoided the sentence if you're looking for a name of the game then weren't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to call attention to it but no, no, perhaps no, no, no. yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh other than that, um I think I was going to it's coming to switch as well but it, it just is. isn't a release yet. should be not too far in the future.
1: Do you know or do, do you think you have to... Like, is it compatible with multiple switches or do you think you could play it on one switch if you had all the controls?
0: Um, I do- doubt it because you Why would, don't
1: you know the inner workings of... Of, of this company that yes. I'm not part of.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, the, the, the digital developer is Direwolf. Um, okay. I imagine because there is some hidden information to each player you can't see the player's cards it'd be difficult to do on a single screen but they're all cross compatible yeah so grab it on the phone and everything or play it on the switch and just tell people not to look when it's not their turn
1: yeah
0: Yeah. add that feature
1: (laughs) we're not here to talk about video games well we kind of are but not in this current segment we're here to talk about board games.
0: Board games?
1: Board games. I love board that games. That can come in the video variety.
0: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, as
1: so, we have previously mentioned. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I, I... Well, I mean, doesn't everyone love a board game?
1: No, many people don't. Oh,
0: I find I can get most people in. My My trick is because I have less uh, enthused friends in wanting to learn more difficult games, I'd look for games that I can sort of sum up in, like, a sentence or two for the rules.
1: Give us a few quick pitches
0: Okay, so uh, Letter Tycoon. Letter Tycoon is a word-building game with Scrabble-style tiles. So you build build a word and that's worth money and you use your money to buy... The rights to a letter. Okay. So if early in the game, like, the vowels are more expensive, you might buy an E. So every time someone uses an E, you get some more money.
1: That's it. That's it. That's the end. I had never heard of that. And from the title, I assumed it was some form of mailman monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) So... Was not expecting that, but yeah, that's fun. That's
0: it probably fun. is a, a mailman monopoly, like a because they do a monopoly version of everything. Sure. Australia Post monopoly.
1: No, but I mean, like one <laughs> where you travel the monopoly board and give out give
0: letters. Out. Yeah. Or something. No, one of the ways I find games is um, down packs each year, which I tend to go to. Not this year, unfortunately, mm. uh, where they what. Whilst there is a huge focus on video games there. A massive area of it is dedicated to board games and they have a library of thousands of them and you go and you pick up a game and if you have friends great if not just pick up a game anyway and they'll have little signs that say looking for group sit down looking for group you'll normally fill up within five minutes uh and you can try all sorts of weird things like uh i did one which was uh, a knitting themed game uh, it was another word game. I do like word games, but I can't quite remember. But you had to get like put yarn around everything, and <laughs> it's very well themed. And especially, I like gimmicky ones where you have to build things, like yeah. building towers that topple and everything. Because I'm never going to buy this; <laughs> I'll lose the pieces. But so,
1: so Jenga—that's oh, your cup of tea.
0: I, I remember one is uh, uh, it's King of something. It's quite—I think it's relatively popular—where you build like city buildings and you have to move your monsters up them. Oh, and that it's uh, fun. yeah 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 stuff like that, um, wild things. Uh, what, what's your go-to with board games?
1: Oh, um, kind <coughs> of basic. I am a sucker for the social deduction games. Oh, so werewolf y'all so much. And anything werewolf for Jason? Yeah, I love it. Um, a lot of my friends won't play them with me anymore oh. because. Uh, They're they're bad at it. They're very bad at lying. (laughs) (laughs) That's.
0: I think ah, it might be called Spycraft, apologies, but it was was a social deduction one and it was simply um, everyone has dealt a card with a location on it except one of the cards is is that someone's the the imposter and then you just have to question each other. Oh, yeah, I've played a game like that. If the imposter can work out what the location is, they win uh so you have That's to ask these weirdly fun. favorites like and they get very esoteric one of our go-tos just because it was a f- it started as a funny question so we just asked it for everything it's like how would you feel if this location were underwater Ooh. it's like oh and we're asking how would you feel about this and because <laughs> um, you want to like give strange hints uh, to let everyone know that you you actually do know what it is without letting it on to the other person. Um, that's a good one. And then your I've, resistance. And
1: I've played a, a game that's that basic hmm. one, but instead of guessing locations, it was like you have to raise your hand. It was asked questions about yourself, you know, like who had, I don't know, their first kiss before they were 15 or something, mm-hmm. Um, and then you had to raise your hand, but you'd often raise your hand or lower your hand for quite outlandish things and then have to justify yourself yeah yeah it's, it's good fun
0: there's one of those in and this is going to back to the video game side of board games mm. uh all of the jackbox games which if you're yeah. unaware of jackbox there are a collection of uh, digital board games which everyone plays with on their phone and so one of those brilliant. is like the question will come up like oh okay <laughs> who's who's kissed in an elevator there we go um and then, but the person that isn't has, like, a different prompt.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And
0: so they put their hand out and they have to, like, justify. So, oh, you don't know what I did. Th-. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so an- another social de- Social deduction is great because it doesn't require gaming skill. It requires the skill of n- being a friend. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you do find out that you've got lots of liars in your friendship <laughs> group, which is good. Yes. Good fun.
1: I am one of them. I am a liar. <laughs> you're,
0: you're, you're a key li- liar.
1: But I... I you brought up jackbox i really like mm. jackbox they're like they're not board games
0: they're just social party yeah. games of some sort
1: but they're very i really like because there's a lot of party games out there but i really like the how it goes through the phone
0: it's so oh yeah well because jackbox just started as a trivia game back in the 90s mm. and you originally just have three oh, people 90s? at a keyboard oh yeah yeah oh. i i had them all I, oh them all? except the sports one because i don't do oh. sports <laughs> <laughs> And then the, it sort of took a hiatus and it came back, in, I suppose, probably st- in the to t- t- 2010s. Um, and then it was an online thing and everyone used their phones. And I play that with every demographic. I'll get grandparents into it. I mean, I guess kids probably would be a bit too hard for. Mm. Um, but, you know, as soon as someone has, can operate a phone, because there's ones where you design T-shirts and every once in a while they'll try an action game and those are always terrible, but... <laughs> But they each come with, like, six games in them, so it doesn't matter if one is terrible. Uh, but, yeah, they are classic, classic um, party games which get that board game atmosphere without actually being it. Um, yeah.
1: Now, I think we could talk about board games. Forever.
0: Forever. There's I there, I have hundreds. I keep stopping myself from bringing up another tangent because I love tangents. We
1: probably do have to head off soon, but before we do, I want one more pitch. What's, what's the... The game you're going to recommend
0: oh recommending a board game um
1: i've got one if you want to y- y- you
0: start because i haven't thought of something
1: okay um i've got to do it in one sentence it's love letter i don't know if you played love letter. i know love letter it is very accessible card game you have to it's got a little bit of like an old maid vibe you have hmm. to not die you have to not be put out and you have to last to the end and have the highest card um, so that you can get your love letter to the princess and win her heart at the end of the day. And um, I don't like playing that with my friends anymore because they're <laughs> very mean and better than me and it. Yeah. That's, that's love letter. What you got?
0: Okay. Uh, I also want it because I'm pretty sure this is a Brisbane game. Oh, um, I quick, and I was like, oh, I can't quite remember, and no, uh, and if I'm wrong about the Brisbane, then sorry, the actual developers. Uh, <laughs> this was a game that was kickstarted years ago, and I just love the theme. It's called Burger Up. Burger Up. Burger Up, and it is about. For burger orders, so you have cards that have all the ingredients, and then rules about how they can be layered <laughs> up, and different burgers are worth different. Uh, so everyone's trying to get the cards. To like, oh, oh, I need, I need to make a, su- a superb veggie burger. I need at least three <laughs> vegetables and one condiment. And oh, let's, ah, oh. you gotta it's, get your
1: burgers and,
0: I, and that just wins for theming. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a fun game. Gotta I think four the- people can play that. It's um, that's actually the hard thing. Getting games for more people. That's yeah. where social deduction games are often good, because they'll say, Oh, between two and thirty. Yeah. Like, ah I have g- more than four. <laughs> and more than four is hard sometimes. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. All right. I think that's it for tonight. Any last words?
0: Um mesophile. What? Uh it's the longest word I know. And I
1: don't- that didn't sound like a real word.
0: Yeah, uh, it means. So I believe it means someone who finds uh, the prospect of wo- nibbling on a woman's earlobe to be an aphrodisiac. Oh. Yeah, I learned it from uh, Andrew is it Adam <laughs> Spencer like twenty years ago.
1: Okay. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs>
0: there, there you We're go. learning all sorts of things.
1: <laughs> That's all just from Zed Games. Thanks for listening to Zed Games.
0: If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify.
2: Or follow us on social media at ZedGamesAU. See you next time!